know, I knew I had these stories, I faced things, I had my collection of those things I collected and fought through the years, but it was because of the Hello Police Convention that made me want to tell my story. So I wanted to share that with everyone and let them know how kind it was in the earlier days, you know, of being into Benarillo that I went through, that I experienced. Hi everybody, this is Tommy, also known as Mr. Hello Kitty Boy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a collector of San Rio products. I've been around for a long time and I've met so many new friends and I think it would be great to meet a lot of new friends. And I hope that you guys enjoy my stories because I have a lot of stories to tell you. Welcome to Small Gift Big Story. The podcast dedicated to archiving and sharing people's Sanrio stories. I'm Marty. And I'm Salome. And today's episode features Mr. Hello Kitty Boy. Few fans say they've liked Hello Kitty, Little Twin Stars, and Patty and Jimmy since the early days of Sanrio, but Mr. Hello Kitty Boy has pictures to prove it. Yeah, his stories chronicle the early days of Sanrio's history alongside his own interest in Hello Kitty. So Mr. Hello Kitty Boy's story starts in 1976 in Southern California at a Hallmark shop. And that's actually where he was introduced to Sanrio. Yeah, and all his collecting efforts pay off. After a few years of collecting, he gets hired at a Hallmark store. Right, and the Hallmark store owner actually hired him because he would come in once a week and buy so many Sanrio items. So young Tommy, as he was known back then, found himself turning through the pages of a Sanrio catalog and personally selecting which items would be for sale at the shop. Oh, but that is the first of Mr. Hello Kitty Boy's many Hello Kitty dreams come true. Later, he gets to dress up as Hello Kitty herself in the town's local 4th of July parade. So join us as we listen to Mr. Hello Kitty Boy share with us his passion for Hello Kitty and Sanrio's cuteness. Yes, and throughout his story, you'll hear how Sanrio's global message of friendship has been present since the early days of the company in the United States. For this episode of the podcast, we spoke with Mr. Hello Kitty Boy by phone. The first part of his story is super cute because he doesn't realize it, but it's Sanrio's motto, small gift, big smile, that totally clicks with him when he's a little boy shopping for Sanrio items. Well, when I first started, my mom used to give me this money, and after school I would say like, oh, I want to go to the store, buy some candy, or get a little something. And you know, back then time stores were so fun, you could just take a couple of dollars and buy whatever. But there was this gift shop in my neighborhood, and I used to go to this gift shop, and I loved holidays. And so I used to decorate my house, my bedroom. I'd always want little, like, decorations because I just it brought joy to me to celebrate all those different holidays, and I'd get so excited <laughs> about it. So what I did was I used to go there to see, like, what, you know, each holiday, if they have decorations or little candy or something. But I had money in my pocket, and I walked in, and I noticed this cubicle, and it was just about my height. And, you know, usually you go into stores and everything's high on shelves and geared towards adults. This looked like a cubicle that was for me. And I said, it's so small and little, and it just attracted me in the bright red color, you know, of Hello Kitty's product. So I walked up to it, and I'm looking, what are these things? And there's these mini pencils and erasers stationary. A lot of the stuff looked like it was made for a kid or me because it wasn't big adult size. So I, the first time I saw stuff, I did buy Hello Kitty. I also bought Jimmy and Patty. It was Jimmy and Patty. And because I had a little boy, I thought maybe that 
color and that style of a boy and a girl is good for boys too. I never thought of Hello Kitty just being for girls. It attracted me the color of red and and the way she looked. She didn't look feminine or uh, you know her gender specific. It just looked like a little character. And for me, being a boy, it wasn't an issue. Even though she had a bow on her head, I never thought of oh, it's a girl thing because it wasn't pink. The red was neutral to me that boy or girl could have it. And also Jimmy and Patty was there, and they're like a boy and a girl. And so I did get a stamp set, a little stamp set that was Jimmy and Patty. And, but mostly Hello Kitty was I attracted to, I think because I've always liked cats. That's how I started, like most people with the stationery, the pencils, and the pen. But I remember buying one of those uh, metal Clonasse pens, and I, it was the rainbow with the Hello Kitty in it. It was from, I wish I could find that because that's from like 1976-77. So that was one of the original firsts from that time. So after Mr. Hello Kitty Boy and his family moved to a new city, it's actually shopping at a Hallmark store that helps him adjust to the move. Shopping for Sanrio items soon becomes a weekly ritual for him. From then on, I just started collecting through the years and through my school years. You know, I bought stuff, and especially for school, using pencils. And so those years... Four years later, when I finally started getting a little older and I was becoming a teen, I remember we left, my parents moved from Orange County to Riverside County. So when I went out there, it was a little bit of a culture shock. It wasn't like the city I lived in before. It was so country. They really didn't have very many stores. One day, we went to a Hallmark store, and in there was that cubicle. And it was like I never left. It just was so familiar to me. I went straight up to it. There were those familiar pencils, stationery, erasers, but a lot of new things had been, you know, created. And I was like, I want to start buying stuff again. Because I had bought stuff, but kind of, you know, slowed down and almost stopped through the years. You know, you just buy things once in a while. It got me reintroduced to want to start that once a week. Go in that <laughs> store, pick your favorite items. You know, you'd, you'd buy certain things. I have enough for this. And then you go back and you'd, I'd make a list. I'd, I, oh, I want to get that one eraser. Oh, I need that one little case. I want that drinking cup. You know, I'd pick, like, make a list of things I'd want to get. And so you just, you know, anytime you get birthday money, Christmas money, it was like, that's going to be spent on my Hello Kitty stuff. Then Mr. Hello Kitty Boy's dream comes true. At 14, he's offered the job of buyer for the Sanrio items at the Hallmark store. He gets to hold the Sanrio catalog in his hands and actually select the Sanrio items that the store is going to sell. Then he has the brilliant idea of hosting a sales party at his house selling Sanrio items. Mr. Hello Kitty Boy claims that this was a new concept for the Sanrio company in 1982. So at this Sanrio pop-up shop, he gets a special visit from Hello Kitty herself. Yes, I used to go in there once a week, and the lady that owned the store, she, she asked me, you know, you come in here, and I see you buying different items, but I noticed the items you keep buying, I sell out of first. She says, I have an idea, and I didn't even know what she was going to ask me. She says, if I give you the Sanrio catalog to take home, you can go ahead and circle all the things that you think I should be selling in the store. Very cool. And, That's amazing. And bring it back to me. And I thought, she is handing the catalog to me. <laughs> a little kid, I was, only, I, was, I was only 14 years old then, and I was like thinking, I want to grow up and work at San Real store. I want to work in the company. You know, I want to do something like you think. And 
to me, that's the closest at a kid of 14 is going to be able to be working for San Diego because I'm not even working old enough to work at a store. So she had this entire catalog. I took it home. I didn't want to go to bed. I was up all night looking at every single page because <laughs> I wanted to see the catalog. I thought, what is in here that she's not carrying at the store? I was interested in seeing if I could get some of these items for myself. So I would circle all the items in the catalog that I wanted. And then I would X only one or two things. So I put a little X. And then I gave her the catalog, and she says, I noticed you X'd one of the items. I said, yes, I would like to ask you if you could order that item just for me personally. I want to get that, because I don't know if you want to carry them in the store. These were like the music box, yeah. the camera, the, the big ticket items, mm -hmm. I call them. And for a boy at that age, these were like, oh, $25, $35 things. So I was thinking, oh, I would love to get these. So she went ahead and made the order. When I came back a week later, she's like, I have something for you. And she handed me the Hello Kitty ceramic bank. And I was just like, oh, I wanted that so bad. And I couldn't believe she gave it to me. It was the big one. And I was like, oh, I treasure it. Because she was now giving me these really nice big ticket items. Every time I made an order, from then on, we had a routine of I would, you know, make orders for her. And she would repay me for doing the work for her by giving me these items. I collected the ceramic music box of Kitty and Minnie. I collected the big ceramic bank. I got the little calculator. Like she started giving me these really good things. And for me, I was so excited and aesthetic because I was being able to get these items that would cost a lot and to be able to um, get these big items that were harder to find at you know, a lot of people because it wasn't a San Real store that I could shop at yet. But it was really exciting for me. I would go in there and we started building a really good relationship. She even met my mother and my mother became her nanny for her children. Out of this. So it was really nice that we became like kind of like family just from me shopping as a customer through Sanrio products. It made us become uh, friends and interact with each other, you know, on a different level besides customers. What happened from that job, she said, do you like to come and work at the store for me? You can come after school and I need your help, and you are in charge of the whole cubicle. You can dust it, clean it, dock it, take the orders. She was offering me a job to be the little Hello Kitty sales guy of the store. And she, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just was so ecstatic. I was like, oh my God, I get to work, make money, so I can buy more Hello Kitty. <laughs> I was really excited about it, so I started working for her. I started working for her, and that was like one of my first jobs. I got to work and do something that I really wanted to do, which was work for Hello Kitty. One day I was at school, and I, you know, I knew I was going into the store after school that day. Uh, so I, at school I got an idea. I thought, you know what, I'm just going into the store and buying items. I would like to have my other friends with me. How can I do something different? So I was at school thinking, you know, my mom used to have these Tupperware parties, and all her sisters and relatives would come up. They'd make punch cookies, and it would be a party. But it was all just to shop and buy stuff. So I figured, well, why can't I do the same thing? But instead of Tupperware, I'm going to want people to buy Hello Kitty stuff. And what I get out of it is I become clever, my friends like me, and I know that, boy, they have the fun Hello Kitty party. All the girls are going to love it. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun. So I went after school, and I went to the owner of the gift shop, and I told her, I have an idea. I said, how about you gather all the stuff from the Hello Kitty cubicle? bring it to my house. We'll put it on my giant dining table and I'll supply punch and cookies and I'll invite all my friends from school and we'll have like a Hello Kitty party, just like a Tupperware party. You can shop, you can have fun, and we'll have a good time. And she thought, you know what? Let's do it. 
So she did. I picked the date. I made a flyer by hand. I drew it all up. Um, my dad was a printer, so he printed them out. I passed out around school. We were there during the weekend at my house, just a bunch of kids in the living room. And that lady came, and she set up everything on our dining table. And we had everything piled in there. And she set it all up. Erasers, candy, everything. Plushes, it was all there. And everyone came. I said, you guys ready to shop? And we just, I served lunch. I served cookies. I probably had other snacks. And we were all shopping at the table, you know, getting our goodies, getting stuff. She had bags for us. We had treats. There was candy there. And it was really fun. So we got to shop from, the, the, you know, my house, which was like a little mini pop-up Hello Kitty store. <laughs> and uh, we shopped from there. But what I didn't know was the owner called the two sales reps from Los Angeles and asked them to surprise me and bring the Hello Kitty mascot costume down. And I didn't know this was happening. She wanted to surprise me. So I get a knock on the door, and I open the door, and there is Hello Kitty standing in my doorway. I was so floored. I couldn't believe this was happening. I was shocked. So then Hello Kitty came in, and then the two sales reps came in, and they introduced themselves to me. They told me, we've never heard of anyone doing this before. We're going to take some pictures, and we're going to put it in our company newsletter. We're going to let our people know what you did. But the fun doesn't stop there. Mr. Hello Kitty Boy gets to see what it's like to be Hello Kitty when his town has a 4th of July parade. He finds out that he'll be wearing the Hello Kitty costume for the mile-long parade. This parade is a really cool opportunity for Mr. Hello Kitty Boy because he has to assume the identity of Hello Kitty herself. He has to be the sweet character despite the fact that his shoes are melting in the 100 degree heat. And then that following year, uh, there was going to be a 4th of July parade in that city. And she came to us, the crew, and said, we're going to be in a 4th of July parade. And I said, oh, good. Well, what are we going to wear? Like, we're in it walking. She said, yes, we're all going to be a group, and we're going to wave, and we're going to have a golf cart with our, and I said, our store's name on it. And I said, are we going to just wear, like, T-shirts with the logo, you know, our name of our store? She says, no, you're going to be in the parade as Hello Kitty. And I said, what? <laughs> she says, yes, you're going to be Hello Kitty in the 4th of July parade. <laughs> I was so proud. That's, like, you know, exciting. Like, here is my ultimate character that I love, and I get to actually be that character. The parade was a one-mile route walk in a little uh, gated house community that had a lot of boats and a lake and a golf cart. So it was this cute little winding road that went down for a mile, but it was summer, it was 4th of July, and it happened to be one of the hottest 4th of July. Like some years it's cool, but that year it was 101. And that costume is kind of hot. So luckily I was just wearing shorts and paint top to keep me cool. I walked that whole mile, but towards the end of the mile walk, I noticed my feet felt funny, and they kind of were like sticky, and I looked at the bottom of my foot. Those four fur booties that you pull over your tennis shoe uh, had a bottom of a clear vinyl, very thin, bubbly, clear vinyl uh, padding on the bottom. The, the asphalt had melted the feet all the way through. They were, it was gone. And luckily, the, the, the fur boots stayed on the shoe, because I guess I have uh, big, white, bulky tennis shoes, and it helped the first stick to them. Uh, but there was no bottom to the feet when we got done with the first. So when we got to the end of the route, there was a little park, and that's where I was supposed to stand and, and greet the kids and get to take pictures. I was standing there, but at the end of the route, they said, okay, go take a break, cool off, because, you know, I'm pretty hot. So my best friend that worked at the store with me, 
she moved over to the side, and there was a wall there, and she helped pull my head off, and my face would be red. <laughs> it was so red. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Tommy, your, your face is red. Here. And she gave me a bottle of water. I drank that thing, so back to cool off. And then, right then, a mother brought a little child with her, and the little girl wanted to hug Hello Kitty. So I already knew that means put that head back on. Don't let that girl see you without the head. I popped that big, giant head back on, and I turned around, and I stood up, and I gave her a big hug. And what was so great was right then, the Riverside County newspaper snapped a photo, and that's the, the picture cool. that appeared in the newspaper. And that next day uh, in the paper, there's a picture of a little girl with pigtails, blonde hair, little pigtail, blue-eyed girl, probably three years old, hugging me, and I reached down and gave her a really cute little Hello Kitty hug. It's just the epitome of Hello Kitty. A little girl getting hugged by Hello Kitty mm-hmm. is, like, perfect. And to me, it was so hot that even though you could see my face or that it's me, I just knew I was inside of there and that I was doing that, and I felt like I was being a part of San Rio. I was being Hello Kitty and, and doing what you're supposed to do if you're in that costume and, and doing the message, mm-hmm. making some little girl happy that I gave her a hug and she thinks it's Hello Kitty and I know I will be Hello Kitty. It's now part of our Small Gift Big Story podcast where we ask all of our guests, who, who are, are your, your top, top five Sanrio characters? And Mr. Hello Kitty Boy has some pretty good answers for this question. He ranks his characters in comparison to being like a bestie, being an old friend, being like a relative, and being like versions of himself growing up. Well, no no question who my number one is. It's Hello Kitty. Uh (laughs) I'm just drawn, I'm drawn to her. That's my favorite. That's my number one. And then, you know, my number two, it's really hard because I kept saying, what's my second favorite? And I switched it so many times. But we'll just go with what I say now, which is what I think in my head pretty much. But, I mean, it's changed so many times because it depends on what, like, kind of, you know, they have these collections through the years and then they go away and then they come back. And certain ones, you know, are gone forever. So your heart gets connected to certain ones and when they bring Mm -hmm. certain ones back, they kind of take place and push another one back to the other side. And it's like it's like seeing it, seeing an old friend. <laughs> exactly, and you start with them again, and the other ones. Well, you know, you can. We're still friends, but let my my bestie come. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably my second favorite is Karopi. Uh-huh. I think yeah, and then I do like your little Mr. Montiki. And then, um, but you know what? I also have a little bit of a connection to little twin stars because when Hello Kitty, when I first was into Hello Kitty, you know, little twin stars was another character that I kind of liked a lot because my mother really liked that because of the pastel colors and the sweetness of the little angel brother and sister. And I have a sister that I'm very close to. So my mom used to say that me and my sister Aww. were like Kiki oh, and Lala. Awesome. <laughs> you know, even a funny story in the 90s, I used to, you know, have crazy colored hair and I'd be kind of edgy and punky and do fun hairstyles because I'm a hairdresser. But um, I, I, I did my hair all blue. Like a belt, and I wore it down in that little kind of like uh, style. <laughs> and my little niece, she um, used to just, she grew up knowing that I had colored hair. And I was real close to my little niece that, you know, was buying her her first Hello Kitty items and giving her her little, getting her started into Hello Kitty. And the funny thing is, is I had this little plush doll of Kiki and Lala, and she'd always pick up the boy and, and point to him and say it's me because she'd see the blue hair and she thought it was me. And so she started calling that doll 
oh, Tommy, it's a Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't call, you know, she thought it was me. And I thought, oh, well, okay, that's cute. She thinks it's her uncle. <laughs> and then, let's see, my, my, oh, God, this is hard because there's so many. Um, oh, I know, how can I forget? I got to name him because he is a big pivotal part of my 90s. My late 80s or 90s. Yeah, my 90s. Um, uh, Tuxedo Fam. Tuxedo oh. Fam. Oh, excellent. Tuxedo Fam, when he came out in 1979, I was addicted to going to that Beverly Center, <laughs> Beverly Oakland Gate store, and I would buy everything Tuxedo Fam. I was going to push him up a little further, but these other characters are more active, even though Tuxedo Fam is back and he's been popping up here and there. But kind of, I'm more like... Um, Geared towards the other. That's the other good. Side. That that is definitely a, a yeah. Great, a but great you know what? Side. I'll tell you something. You ask me next month, it may change. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's you know, the that's the beauty of that question. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, but those pretty much are my favorite. And that brings us to the end of this podcast episode. We'd thank you, Mr. Hello Kitty Boy. Yes, we definitely like to thank our guest, Mr. Hello Kitty Boy. It's a really, really interesting series of stories, and one of the things that we certainly found out that was really interesting was how Sanrio started out in the United States by selling these products, these small products, in Hallmark stores. It's also really fun to hear Mr. Hello Kitty Boy's excitement about how he got into Hello Kitty and Sanrio, how he has sustained his interest for many, many years. And we're just super excited that he was uh, willing to share his story with us today. So again, Mr. Hello Kitty Boy, thank you. We love hearing these stories. So if you have a story that you want to share or be part of the podcast, Please let us know. Yeah, you can go over to our website. It is smallgiftbigstory.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Till next time. See you later. Bye.